Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Complicated Black Girl. I'm so excited that you're here with me today as we continue on. So last week we discussed the importance of communication, balance, and sharing the load in our stand love sessions. So thank you so much for joining me and John during that special time. (laughs) I hope you can utilize those sessions for weeks to come. All right, so this week I want to tackle the subject of rest, what it is, why it's important, and why it's something that we can't live without, kind of like breathing air. All right, let's get into it. So I spent last week feeling really, really sick, like run down, post-nasal drip, headache, all of the things. And you know when you feel sick, you need to rest. So I started to incorporate as much rest as I could, but at the same time, I had some plans. (laughs) I had a concert to go to, I had some friends that I wanted to hang out with. Instead of resting to the fullness of what I should have done, I popped more ibuprofen for my headache. Then I realized something. Resting doesn't come easy for me. I've known this about myself for quite some time, but I found that it was just really tough for me to stop and fully rest. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who experiences this, right? So my question for you is, how do you feel about rest? Do you actively pursue it? Or is it something that's a bit more challenging for you to enter into? So recently I started reading this new book. It's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. And it's so funny because I heard about it by listening to another podcast and I was like, ooh, what's that book? I have to read it. But in this book, the author discusses his experience of pursuing a life that was the definition of hurry. After living a life so full, he had no choice but to pull the plug on all the good work that he was doing because it wasn't worth it to keep up the pace of a life that was so full that he couldn't recognize himself anymore. In the beginning of the book, he starts to list off the symptoms of a hurried life, like irritability when people drive too slowly, impatience, lack of clarity in your mind. And as I listened to the book, I could feel something welling up inside of me, like a defensiveness to everything that he was saying. I was like, that's not me. I've been resting so well. I've been doing so good. That person is who I used to be until today. (laughs) When a construction worker stopped their truck in front of me on a one-lane street to have a conversation with someone, I waited patiently for a little bit and then my face got hot and then seconds later I find myself driving on the grass next to them irritated because they were taking too long. (laughs) Oops. I think I might have some symptoms of hurry sickness and I need to take several seats. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about what rest actually means. According to Webster's Dictionary, rest is defined as the stopping or ceasing of motion, to be free from anxiety or disturbance, to release weariness by the cessation of exertion or labor, and my favorite, to be at ease, having tranquility or peace. Man, rest sounds like a sweet deal, doesn't it? I mean, tranquility and peace are things that we could all use a little bit more of. I know I do. So if we go a little deeper, one of the words for rest in Latin is resto. I hope I said that right. (laughs) Which means to rest, stay, remain, or even to resist. Essentially the opposite of FOMO, because there's an intentionality in refraining from exertion to just be. It's beautiful. 
And you know, we could learn a lot more by looking at how others rest in the world. Like as an American, we work so much with little rest. And for what? Don't make no sense. Let's look at some countries who are doing it right. In Sweden, they observe fika, a practice that involves employees leaving their desks to go have coffee with others and just reconnect with themselves, kind of recharge their batteries before they continue on with the day. Don't mind if I do. In Italy, we have riposo, where shop owners close their doors from noon to four to have an extended lunch break. Are you kidding me right now? I'm living in the wrong country. In Spain, we have the well-known siesta. And in a lot of other Spanish-speaking countries, we have the merienda, which is an opportunity to have another light meal or snack before dinner, which consists of like mate, tea, and pastries. In Japan, they practice inemori, where people take acceptable naps during the day as a sign of hard work. I would welcome all of the naps. Side note, all of these moments of rest are known to boost morale and productivity in cultures that employ them. Go figure. While here in the US, we adopt the unfortunate work till you die mentality. So why do we do this? Putting things on our plate that don't add to our joy, longevity, or peace. Why do we push ourselves so hard like a pack mule, as my grandma would say? Don't we deserve better? I think we do. So think about yourself when you're not rested. How do you show up to the world? What symptoms do you exhibit? For me, when I'm overtired and I'm not resting, I feel it in my neck and in my shoulders. It becomes this almost unbearable ache that can make or break my day. Yesterday, it was so bad that I needed my husband's help. He's been working on getting this stretching certificate that he can utilize to walk people through specific stretching routines, almost like a physical therapist. I was sitting on the couch complaining about how much my neck hurt, and he's just sitting there drinking his coffee. And he's like, girl, I could do this. I could help you out. Now, I've never seen these skills before that he got, but I was like, okay, let's do it. So I laid down on the kitchen island, which he was scared would not hold my weight. Shut up. And he proceeded to lead me through a series of heavenly stretches that alleviated all the pain in my neck and in my shoulders. My body felt so good that I wanted to cry. Stretches that I couldn't do on my own. And I was like, wow, this is what rest feels like. According to many studies, when we don't rest, we are susceptible to high blood pressure, coronary artery disease, diabetes, heart failure, and a weakened immune system. Ugh, I don't want any of those things. What about the benefits of rest? All right, according to health scientists, rest rejuvenates the muscles, improves our circulation, puts us in a better mood, and strengthens our immune system, resets our fight or flight response, balances our hormones, and boosts our metabolism. I could go on and on with the benefits. Now, when I look at all this good, I wonder, why don't I choose this more often? What if those good moments of rest and those benefits were the default in my life rather than those fleeting moments of rest that I get when my body sits me down? What if pursuing a life of rest was a daily and intentional practice of mine? I'd be living my best life for sure. Living my best life. If you look at how we enter and exit the world, it gives us clues about how things could be. Like when you look at a baby, what does it do all day? It sleeps. Babies need rest to recharge and coo and poop and breathe. Man, what about the elderly? Every time you see grandma, she sleep. She's napping at the table, napping in the easy chair, napping at church. All the elderly people I know wanna do is take naps. If we enter into the world in rest and leave the world in rest, shouldn't our lives also be punctuated by rest in between? That makes sense to me. 
So I live here in Minnesota, and here in Minnesota, we have four seasons, spring, summer, fall, and winter. They all have a purpose. Here in the winter, the earth rests. It's beautiful and quiet, and the world is wrapped in a blanket of white. Stillness permeates the sky. And what comes out of this rest? New life every single year. I was processing this a little bit more, and it brought me to this thought. So for me, I am naturally empathetic. I engage with the world through my emotions and senses, and this is me at my best. Open, warm, alive, and deep. When I don't rest, I actually become the opposite. Cold and hard, irritated and cynical and numb. I lack creativity and I want to pull away from the world. In essence, I stop being myself. Rest makes me feel alive again. It's like I can feel it in my bones. I'm reset. I have to feel in order to live out the fullness of my purpose on the earth. Let me give you a quick example. All right, so one thing about me is that I love to see people. I like to intuitively gauge how someone is really doing beyond what they're saying, beyond what they're conveying to everybody around them. I might come up to them and I say, hey, are you okay? Not only does that apply to people that I know, that also applies to people that I don't know. And so when I am not rested, I don't see those people. I don't see the nuances. If someone's homeless or hurting, I'm like, man, I'm tired. I gotta go home. I'm sorry, I can't deal with this right now. That's not okay for me because I wanna be there for them, right? If I'm not able to be present in that way, I'm not showing up in the world the way that I want to. Me on my best day could be a buffer between someone else and suicide. If I'm not rested and if I'm not at my best, I'm not gonna be intentional to check on someone's heart. That's not how I wanna show up in the world. I need to be present and rested. Rest is a powerful partner to our purpose. Can you imagine how much better your purpose work in life will be when you are rested and refreshed? If you could describe what comes to your mind when you think of resting, what would you describe? For me, it feels like sitting on the beach. It's overcast and a balmy 70 degrees, and I can feel the spray of the waters soothing my soul. <laughs> I could live there every day. What is it for you? Is it a bubble bath, a garden, sweet silence? Does it look like a wooded cabin and a crackling fire? Maybe a soft robe and a glass of wine with nothing on the agenda. Whatever it looks like, rest is something that we must be intentional to enter into. I'm getting to this point in my life where I see that my time is just gonna continue. The clock is still gonna roll, nothing gonna stop it. So for me, I have to fight for rest. I have to put it on my calendar, make it a non-negotiable. I don't know about you, but the last few years, I've seen and heard of so many breathe their last breaths upon the earth. And when I look at these lives that have been lost, I think, man, I've done some really great things in my life. But if I was to breathe my last breath tonight, I don't think I'd be able to say that I love myself or my body consistently well in the area of rest. I say that because I've seen a lot of people literally work themselves to death. I wanna do better than that. Why? Man, because I want longevity. I wanna be able to play with my grandkids one day. I wanna be able to live out a life where I am intentional, present, and pain-free. I wanna be able to think clearly, love deeper, and sleep well at night, and to live a life without panic attacks. 
Ooh, that means I have to pivot and move some things around for my good. So with all this said, my question for you is, what pivots would you be willing to make to create a rhythm of peace, rest, and clarity in your own life? To create a life where you lived rested and whenever you entered the room, you stepped in as your best self, your refreshed self, your happy self, your present self, your beautiful or handsome self, ready to take on whatever life has for you. That's what you deserve and it's free. What up? My challenge for you is to think this through. And I have something for you. So I made the well-rested action plan to flesh out what rest could look like for you. All right, so on this piece of paper, it says three ways that I can practice rest today. My favorite self-care activities are, how do I feel when I'm rested? And four ways I can pivot toward rest this year. And it's nothing crazy. It's just an opportunity for you to think through this process if we're going to actively pursue rest, it needs to be something that we put our hands to. Create this well-rested action plan for yourself, for your life. Be selfish with that because nobody else is gonna carve space out of your busy schedule to say, hey girl, hey dude, sit down, drink some coffee, put your feet up. Nobody gonna do that for you. You have to do it for yourself. So if you hit me up on Instagram at Melody McConico, that's M-E-L-O-D-Y-M-C-C-O-N-I-C-O, or hit me up on Facebook. If we are friends, I will give you a well-rested action plan to just flesh out what rest could look like for you. And believe me, rest is not easy. I know it is not easy, but it is a necessity. And when we live our lives out of a place of rest, we soon find ourselves thriving. We breathe better, we sleep better, we have less anxiety, we lash out far less often, and we won't be riding on anybody's grass anytime soon. <laughs> Oops. All right, remember, you don't have to get it all done today. You don't have to prove anything to anyone. The world can wait. If you need it, you can rest. If you don't need it, you should still rest. <laughs> for rest is a treasure that we can't afford to forfeit. Can I get an amen? All right. So thanks for listening, guys. I love you so much. And seriously, find me on Instagram or Facebook. If you want this well-rested action plan, I will send you that. Shout out to my girls, Tiffany, Lula, Chrissy, Jen, Trenise, Erin, Donna, Glenda, Amanda, Ashriel, Bree, Tara, Mercedes, Morier, Faith, Hope, everybody who'll be listening. Thank you so much for your support. I appreciate you. So I hope you have a wonderful weekend and rest. Be intentional about rest. I love you and I will see you next week. Bye guys. To find me on social media, hit me up at Melody McConico at M-E-L-O-D-Y-M-C-C-O-N-I-C-O. Feel free to send me a message on Instagram. I would love to connect with you and hear your thoughts about what we can talk about for the next podcast episode. Stay true, stay classy, and I'll see you next week. Love you guys.